Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and in this season of the show, I'm taking some time to talk about how it's necessary for believers to learn how to detox their mind, and it's detoxing from the false teachings of our modern world, and to hone their skills in discerning that which is biblical truth, and that which has been distorted and perverted by evil influence. And how over time, these ungodly ideas, doctrines, and mindsets have become accepted not only by the general public as normal and good, but even by many Christians, which is causing oppression and destruction in people's lives on a global level. It is my vision to see all lives set free and to restore kingdom mindset standards to all nations. And in order for such significant reformation and life transformation to happen, we must learn to continually renew our minds and align them with biblical truth. We must do so on a daily basis to simply fight against the constant stream of worldly propaganda and false indoctrination. And it's something that we and our children are exposed to each and every day of our lives. The first step is learning who God truly is, not who the world says he is and not who you think he might be, rather using the holy scriptures as our only plumb line for truth to then reflect upon every thought, feeling, and behavior we have through a biblical perspective. This discernment process is called detoxing the mind, and it's a forgotten practice in the lives of many believers today. Somehow we've been duped by the enemy to believe humankind has a natural or innate moral compass translating that which is good or evil, and that each individual person gets to decide what truth is to them based on their life experiences or the feelings that are produced from any given circumstance in their life. This is an unwise and unhealthy way to live. And it's very evident in the overall mental health of our modern society that this type of mindset is not working. So for today's episode, the principle I would like to address is the idea of having a purpose in life and how we have been groomed by the world to seek that purpose and then let it define us. What you do eventually becomes who you are. As a child, you are a straight A student or a football star. As a young adult, you become the identity of whatever career you choose or family role you take on. You're a doctor, a lawyer, the breadwinner, a stay-at-home mom. Then, as we age, we start to lose purpose. Adult children move away and start their own families, and people retire from the only job they've ever known. Now, who are you? What is your life's significance? Even the Christian church uses a lot of jargon around the importance of living out one's purpose, often with an unintentional undertone of, if you do not find and execute your God-given purpose, the Lord will be disappointed in you, and you will not receive your grand reward in heaven someday. Now, to clarify, God does indeed place a seed of desire in the heart of every one of his children to yearn for 
uh, inner desire, longing to find and fulfill your life purpose. As a professional counselor, I would frequently discuss this idea of purpose and sometimes the lack thereof in people's lives and how often an unhealthy or distorted version of this desire would lead many of my clients into depression, poor relationship choices, and sometimes even suicidal thinking. If I do not have a purpose or I think I cannot achieve one, what worth or significance does my life have? Now, this subject is not really one that's taught in school or that people would even seek counsel for. Although there are many self-help books written about finding and living out your purpose, but in general, this theme in life and all of its false teachings that surround this idea is truly instinctual. Again, this longing is placed inside of us by the Creator Himself. So why does this God-given desire lead to so many ungodly outcomes? This is an area of life where it is crucial to understand from a biblical perspective. From a kingdom mindset, we can first acknowledge that God did design each individual person for a reason and a purpose. One of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3-11. through 11. Let's take a moment to really listen to the wisdom found in these words of truth. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, with which he favored us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our wrongdoings, according to the riches of his grace which he lavished on us. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he set forth in him, regarding his plan of the fullness of the times, to bring all things together in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In him, we also have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things in accordance with the plan of his will. So unlike the world that basically communicates the message that if you do not find and live out your purpose in life, make an impact, make your name known, whether or not you make a difference in the world, whatever that means, if you do not accomplish these things, then your life is meaningless, worthless. But here, in God's word, we discover that you were chosen before the foundations of the world. Your life is not an accident, and that your greatest purpose is to be adopted through Christ Jesus into the holy and royal family of God, that your life can be redeemed of all wrongdoings. You are given by no efforts of your own, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That is your greatest purpose. 
Because when you choose to surrender your life, to accept Jesus as your Savior, and be restored to right standing before your Father in heaven, that is the fullness of God's plan and his will for your life. And then, and only then, can you begin to live out a heavenly assignment that is not of your choosing, that is not of your own talents or intelligence. It will not come to fruition by your willpower or self-motivation. You must abandon the idea of being purpose-driven to avoid slipping into a spirit of striving or of pride. The narrow path to living the life God truly intended for his disciples, one that would make a global impact, is to be presence-driven, to stay in the position, the posture, of focusing on your relationship with him first, to sit at his feet, as we learn from the story of Mary and Martha, and how in the end, it was not the work Martha was trying to do, to live out her purpose, although it may have seemed like a noble effort to feed and serve Jesus and the other guests. But Jesus rebuked Martha and said Mary had chosen the better thing, the one thing that mattered. To be still, to be in awe, by purely rejoicing in the presence of God, that is our purpose. And when we can live our lives from that desire— to hunger and burn for the presence of the Lord, and we make spending time with Him our priority, Scripture instructs that we are to love God above all else with our whole mind, heart, and soul, above work, above relationships, and even our ministries. His presence, hearing His voice, worshiping Him for who He is, That has to be our greatest purpose in life. It is then from this place of being in his presence that we can begin to live out the assignment and the greater kingdom purpose of the Lord himself, that which he wills for our lives and for the lives of those around us. But if we lose sight of the one thing Jesus talks about, being totally and completely submitted and connected to our first love, then you will surely be led astray. How many pastors, ministry leaders, and people do you know, and perhaps I'm talking to you personally right now, who have become burnt out and even fall into sinful behaviors because they allowed purpose to define them. They were measuring the outcomes of their efforts by a worldly yardstick. Yes, you were destined for purpose, but it is not how the world defines it. It is not by how many followers you have, who knows your name, or even the number of souls you have won to Christ. Rather, God sees your heart, and he desires a church with pure intentions, those who are totally and completely in love with their bridegroom. And it is from there, from that place of passionate infatuation, that the church can begin to function in their purpose, as God designed. Scripture says we love because he first loved us. Last week, I talked about how we cannot truly love others unless the love of God resides strongly in us first, that his love is coursing through our veins, and that it is only by spending 
long, strategically planned, quiet time in his presence that we are to effectively share his love with others. It must come from the overflow, not from our human effort. So I would challenge you today to reflect on the ways you have aligned your mind with worldly thinking, because it's easy to do. I have to set my mind on having a biblical perspective several times throughout the day. The world is constantly tugging at us to join in their ways of thinking, how to perceive and then assign value to our lives through achievements, accomplishments, and all for the glory of human affirmation. This is not a healthy or long-lasting approach to accomplishing God's will on the earth. Yes, you have been given a destiny with a very unique, very significant purpose. To worship the God Almighty. To live, eat, sleep, and breathe His presence. And to hunger for a deeper and deeper intimacy with Him. This purpose never loses its value nor does it fail in bringing you true fulfillment. It's the kind of joy and satisfaction that living out a worldly purpose could never give you. What would living a presence-driven life look like for you? How much time each day do you set aside to sit at his feet, to bask in his love for you, and to worship him with all that you are? I know life is busy. You have a career, kids, errands to run, But this is about your life, your ability to stay healthy, mind, body, and spirit. Few will find the path. It's narrow, and few will stay on it. Will you be one of the faithful few? I encourage you today, not with guilt or with pressure to do more and be a better Christian. Rather, will you set your mind on the true purpose for your life? Will you indulge in the extravagant love of the Father today? Will you allow Him to heal you, restore you, and purpose you again and again for your kingdom destiny? It is only by waiting upon Him, living from a place of unity with Him, where you will receive your daily assignment, one that will be fruitful and life-giving to you and to others. Anything short of this intimate lifestyle will lead you down a self-directed, worldly purpose, and it will not fulfill you in the ways that you had hoped. That is exactly why so many people feel dissatisfied with their lives and their ministries right now. It's why they feel empty or less valued in society. It's why we end up comparing ourselves and our so-called purpose to others, viewing ourselves and our accomplishments through a distorted and perverted lens one that lacks eternity's weight of glory. I urge you, come back to the feet of Jesus. Spend time there daily. Make it a priority and he will accomplish his purposes for you through him, through him who loves you. You are his beloved and you are precious in his sight. And learning to be driven by his presence, by his love, It is the one thing that matters most. Join me next week as I continue to discuss common worldly beliefs that lead to oppression and suffering in this world. Until then, be blessed in your mind and in your spirit. 
Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.